Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to Ermia Matters, a podcast about higher education, risk management, and insurance. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone. This is Jenny Whittington, Ermia's Executive Director, back for another edition of Ermia Matters. And today we're going to be talking about the Ermia Regional Conferences. And I have two wonderful people with me today. I have Megan Fisher from Elon, and I have Julie Groves, our, you know, we used to call her like a guest host um, of the Ermia Matters Mm -hmm. podcast, but she's Mm -hmm. really like, like the most best host. I'm one of the, I'm one of the stalwart (laughs) hosts that's here all the time. So I think after I made several comments about how you kept calling me a guest host, that has hopefully fallen. Yeah, we'll lose that guest. I mean, I would never, I would never do that to you again, Julie. Absolutely. Thank you. So I love to start off the podcast just with um, new people like Megan telling us a little bit about themselves, like how they got into higher education risk management, uh, a little bit about yourself in general, and maybe, you know, um, your involvement with Ermia. So Megan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I hope I become the backup host sometime. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't dethrone Julie's. No, but anytime, anytime you want to join, feel free. Uh, so yeah, my name is Megan Fisher. I'm the director of risk management and insurance at Elon University um, in Elon, North Carolina. We are a private four-year liberal arts institution for folks who are not aware. Um, I've been in risk for about eight years and I've fell into it. Like I think everyone else in higher ed risk does. Uh, yes. It was not a, a planned career path, but um, happy to, to be here and be learning all the things that we that we do every day. Um, I've been involved with Ermia for I think about six years at this point. So um, it was really helpful for my pro- professional development to just get to know folks in the network who, who are doing the jobs that, I, that I'm doing on other campuses and learn and grow from that. Um, and it's just really been a, a really helpful resource. And I love the, the regional conferences and meeting all the folks and getting together at the annuals. So um, it's been really important and, and really um, a, a very, I guess, pivotal part of our risk management program is having all the resources that, that Ermia and the, and the members provide. So um, super happy to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome. So if I recall correctly, pre-pandemic, you were a, a guest on another podcast, right? We, we did what? one with your colleague. What's his name? Evan? Is that Evan correct? Small, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was on experiential um, experiences. Yes. Cool. So yeah. um, what, what, what was your actual major in, in college, Megan? Um, I was a cinema major. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Uh, we Elon is great and has a very robust cinema communications program. So by the time I reached graduation, I was burned out on that and wanted something that had a little more stability and not being 18 to 20 hours on a film set. And I wanted a, a family and more of the, the nine to five. So um, higher ed was nice and comfortable and I stuck around and 12 years later, I'm still here. So it's well it's been an experience that sounds a lot like julie grove's experience i mean she went to wake forest and never well you did leave leave momentarily i was not a film (laughs) major i didn't i've never spent 
20 hours on a film set. Yes, I did leave momentarily, but yes. I returned. Well, that, that is fascinating. I did not know that about you, Megan, and that 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 is super cool. Okay, well, we're here today to talk about our regional conferences in general, because Megan has been at two of the regional conferences, and Julie was at one. So we're going to start and talk about the first one we had, which was March 7th and 8th, and it was in Atlanta. So we partnered with a group um, named ACID-I. These are the uh, conference event planners on your campus. And for Ermia listeners out there, they they primarily are the group that buys our TULIP um, insurance program. Um, so we've had a, a great relationship with ACID-I and their executive director, Karen Nedball, and I are great friends. They were a wonderful group to start this um, co-locating with. So, um, Megan, I want to turn to you and just ask you the, your favorite thing about, about that Atlanta conference. Yeah, it was, it was really well-timed because we've had initiatives on campus to rein in our, our minors on campus program, which we don't formally have right now. And we were lucky enough to get a director of space and event management during the pandemic who um, also attended the conference. So we had Elon representation from both sides for both associations. And it was just really great to see as much as we collaborate, there's so much more that we could be doing together. Um, we have a, a very open relationship at Elon um, with event management and with camps and conferences. There's always room for improvement. Um, I think uh, Keisha Williams' presentation about university collaborations um, was really key. It reinforced that we are doing things well in certain areas and where we need to improve in others. Um, so debriefing that session with um, Robert Johnson, who is our event manager, led us down a wormhole of some other initiatives that we need to take on. But it was it was really great, and it was nice to see the other side of things and and learn some of their concerns, and then and figure out how to collaborate even more than we already are. It was really exciting and and helpful. Yeah, it, w- it was great to be with them. So they. Um, this was their first in-person conference, I think, in over two years. So, I mean, you could just feel the enthusiasm they had to be among each other and just to be among people again. I mean, Ermia, we got a little bit of a head start with our conference being in October. We were really fortunate to get that fall conference in. But the groups that had spring conferences, it's been, they've kind of been, you know, a long time waiting. And I remember you you guys even had dinner together, right? You did a little social interaction. Yes, we did. Just a little debrief. That was Robert's first introduction to Ermia as well. So I talked it up a lot and I'm glad that he was able to to see how we function and um, get that incorporation with ACID-I. That's awesome. It was um, just sidebar note, um, Keisha Trim, who's from University of Richmond. She's on our board of directors right now. Um, She also attended the conference and and she's like, oh, that guy looks familiar. And it was her her conference services person. She didn't realize that he would be attending. So, I mean, I really look forward to having to continuing some of this co-locating and, um, you know, bringing these groups together because, you know, risk is everywhere. So I've always felt like, you know, Bermia could partner with any of the higher ed associations um, just to make, you know, progress on that relationship. And just like you said, they're all works in, works in progress. Um, so next, I want to turn to the next conference, what, which was in Chicago on March 16th and 17th. This one was in Chicago, and it was chaired by Courtney Davis-Curtis, who is Ermia's president. So this was with a group called ACUI, and these are the college unions folks. And they, their office is actually located right down the street from me in Bloomington, Indiana. And we, 
We have a lot in common with ACUI. They actually started in the same building at Indiana University that we did. It's been a long time, probably 20 years ago. <laughs> they, maybe even 30 years ago, they moved off campus because Indiana, you know, you kind of outgrow that that space at some time. And they outgrew it and moved on down the street onto 7th Street. And anybody who's ever been in Bloomington, 7th Street is kind of right in the middle of campus. Um, so we were, we were kind of right on the side of campus on 7th Street. And they moved down the maybe half a mile down the street on 7th Street when they moved off campus. And Ermia moved a whole mile down the street on 7th Street to our, our current home. Um, but we all started in the same place. Then we moved off campus. So they, I've had a long relationship with ACUI. And Michelle Smith, our senior meetings person, actually came to us from ACUI. So again, another, another group, kind of low-hanging fruit that we could partner with. Now, these are student affairs folks. So kind of in the same realm as a said I, but Julie, let me throw out to you. Do you, do you know your student union folks there at Wake Forest? Student union is such a broad term. You know, <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly, I mean, we have student affairs folks. We have, I mean, we have a student union, but there's so many areas, at least at Wake Forest, that sort of fall. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to even define it. So I do know some folks over there that, that work in our um, student events our Greek life sort of, they all fall up under student life. So I think, you know, student union, I I think the definition of that has broadened so much over the years. Absolutely. And I mean, here at Indiana University, we still call it the student union, but I think they go by many names, student centers or um, how about you, Megan? Do you have relationships with those folks on your campus? I do. I was just in a meeting with our director of our student union right before this. So (laughs) Um, we are small enough that, that our student union director really manages that space and, and all the different departments fall under the same umbrella but different reporting structures. So um, we, we meet weekly and just talk about what's going on and where we can improve. Um, our student union manages our student fleet, so that's where we have a lot of overlap in there is uh, making sure that students are trained and they know what they're doing in our vehicles and returning them safely. Cool. Do, do either of your campuses have hotels? We do. Okay. We have a conference center. Oh, okay. And is that run through your student union or not? No. no. Oh, no. okay. So at, at Indiana University, that's all in the same in the same place. So anyway, that was a, it. Was a great um, conference. Courtney Davis Curtis was one of their um, closing general session speakers, and she she told her story about resilience. We just got access to it. I'm not I'm not sure if we'll be able to share it with the entire membership, but it it was very memorable. She she told a quite quite a story about COVID. I mean, it's been you know what we've all lived through <laughs> in the last two and a half years, um, but you know being part of all that that COVID infrastructure and keeping all of our students safe, getting them back from abroad. So anyway, let's switch topics and talk about Raleigh. We did we just wrapped that up um, two days ago. And Julie was the wonderful chair of that conference. And we co-located this time with the auditors. So that their name is Akua. Um, so Julie, why don't you um, tell me what you took away, what you enjoyed most about that conference? Well, I can first of all say that I really appreciated Akua helping, letting us co-locate with them. But I know that I'm not smart enough to be an auditor, and I don't, <laughs> I do not have the attention span of an auditor because their sessions last for an hour and forty minutes. And I think we um, risk managers are a little. We're, we, we're used to things moving along at a little bit faster pace. So I think several, <laughs> several folks from the Ermia side, 
you know, commented on the fact that the sessions were an hour and 40 minutes, but they were all great. It was good to see people again. I mean, I, I went to the annual conference in Seattle, but the last time I was at a regional conference was Raleigh, February 2020, just as COVID was descending upon us. And so it was great to be back with everybody. And we had a good sized crowd so that it was manageable so that you could, you know, really get to talk to, to different folks from Armia and meet new friends at Akua. So um, I thought it was, I think the co-locating thing, Jenny, like you said, I think it worked really well. Yeah, the 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 time span, the length of their sessions, um, it's quite different than ours. I think that has to do with the continuing education credits that they all need for their CPA or their auditor status. Um, I learned a few new designations while we were there. You know, I thought I had a pretty good handle on the risk management designations, but the um, internal audit auditor designations are a whole little weird. How about you, Megan? What did, what did what was your favorite part of the Raleigh? experience. Yeah, again, I got really lucky because both of the regionals that I attended were so apt to what we've been working on on campus. Um, We have a good partnership with our internal audit. We're both very small departments and just reinforcing that it's collaborative and not competitive, um, I think is what we we, what I took away and and brought back to campus. but also the focus on the health and safety, which is a beast that we've been trying to wrap our arms around since 2019. And so knowing kind of the, again, the perspective that the auditors are looking at it from and then where we're coming from and how can we have some shared space. Um, so it's not that competition of audit told me this, risk told me that. Um, it was very, again, eye-opening to just have a different perspective on things. The hour and 40 was a little hard, <laughs> um, but but that aside, all of the sessions were really informative, really helpful, um, and again, just totally in line with our, our initiatives on campus. So I, I couldn't have asked for a better co-locating um, associations to partner with. So whoever found them, well done. Let's keep it going. <laughs> well, it's actually something I've wanted to do for years um, because um, you know, it just makes so much sense from from our perspective, you know, wanting to just have the conversation about risk with other groups. But being as busy as we all, you know, were pre-COVID, you know, it was just it was never never got high up on the list. But um, because of COVID, <laughs> unintended consequence, you know, it kind of opened the opportunity to have these discussions. And I mean, our goal was really to reduce our contracting risk too, to not enter into more hotel contracts than we had to, just not knowing how many, how many members could attend, how many people would feel safe. And, you know, that whole variant scare we had at the beginning of the year, you know, certainly influenced probably our numbers in Atlanta and maybe even, you know, all of the regionals this year. I mean, I think people's comfort zones really vary widely now that I've been back on the road for a solid month now. I mean, things are feeling pretty normal, which which I I love. I, I actually love what you just said about so it was collaborate, not yes, collaborative, not competitive. I love it, love yeah. it. So thanks so much on your thoughts about Raleigh. It was wonderful to see you guys in person, and um, I'd like Julie to talk about like some reasons why you should consider attending a regional 
if you can't do it this year, you know, think about next year and we might be going to some exciting places next year. We'll, we'll definitely firm all that up by the annual conference this year, but Julie, please share some reasons. We Stay tuned for that because we had a conversation about that in Raleigh about where we want to go and we're pretty excited, but we can't, we got to keep it under wraps for now. But I don't want to. But I don't want to over. I don't want to overbuild it. Be but, magical. But I, you know, I think the regional conferences are great for a number of reasons. First of all, not everybody has a huge travel budget, and so if you're on the East Coast, you may not have the travel budget to go to the annual conference across the country in Seattle. So that's several days of hotel, that's a flight, and it's the conference registration fee. And the great thing, especially if you live near enough to Raleigh, is like I believe Megan did. I mean, you could just come for the conference. You don't even have to stay in the hotel, and you can go home and come back the next day. So I think you know the the, the expenses for the regional conferences are a lot less. I think, you know, regional conferences are also a great way for people who may not have been in Army a very long to kind of dip their toe in the water and um, get to know some folks on a smaller scale. Because I think, especially for people who are new or believe it or not, I am a little bit, I am an introvert. And so when you go to a huge conference where there are all these people, it can be a little overwhelming, especially if you're new. And so if you if you come to a regional, it's it's a way to kind of get to know people on a smaller scale so that if you do then eventually end up being able to go to the annual conference, you'll have a sort of built-in set of folks that you know if they're able to come to the annual conference too. And I think especially right now, we've all been we've all been in lockdown. You know, we all have experienced this thing for the last two years. And I, I have to say when I went to the annual conference, I felt really rusty. I felt really rusty being in large groups of people, going to conferences, you know, and I think, you know, we all need to sort of brush off our social interaction skills. <laughs> and I think this is a great way to do that. And so if you if you haven't been to an, uh, a regional conference yet this year and you still you know, are thinking about it or you, you live near, um, you know, Boston or, or Denver, I would encourage you to check those out because they, they are a great way to, and, and the bonuses, you get to hear about uh, great risk management things to help you sort of sharpen your tools in your toolbox. And as Megan said, with the, the partnerships we're doing, uh, you know, they, they partner very nicely with, with our work. Um, in our everyday jobs. And so you're going to, you're going to have the opportunity to, to hear about things and learn about things, you know, so that's just the, the cherry on top. Awesome. Thanks for that, Julie. So I just want to, as Julie mentioned, we have two regional conferences left this year. I think by the time this airs, the Boston one might be in the rear view mirror. So that's on April 4th and 5th. We're returning to Babson's Executive Conference Center. If anybody listening has ever been there, it's, it's a pretty memorable space on beautiful uh, campus in the Northeast. And then we are wrapping up the regional series on May 2nd and 3rd in Denver. We are still working on um, sharing all the sessions for that conference online. So uh, check back on that that webpage often for the full lineup of subjects that'll be covered in Denver. And I did want to highlight, too, that we have lots of virtual content going on in our events calendar. Um, I continue, I urge everyone to look at our events calendar. It's under professional development on our website. Um, we have a treat coming up. It's called a Community Conversation Risk Law and the Higher Education Landscape on the Cusp of a Pandemic. And we have our good friend, uh, Professor Peter Lake from Stetson, who we had asked to do a video for our board of directors earlier in the year. 
Um, so we invite the members to watch that video kind of as homework for this live conversation with Peter Lake on Tuesday, April 26th at 2 p.m. So last but certainly not least, um, Megan shared some some news with Julie and I at lunch while we were in Raleigh together. And we were we were very sad to hear this news from an Ermia standpoint, but very happy for Megan. So Megan, um, why don't you tell us about your your next uh, chapter in your in your professional career? Yeah. Um, so if anyone is interested in moving to Elon, North Carolina, um, there will be a director of risk management and insurance position posting at the university in the next couple days. Um, I've accepted a position as a, a global insurance manager in the private sector. So totally bittersweet, but so appreciative to um, Ermia and the folks that, that I've met and networked with that have gotten me to this point and made me comfortable enough to make that next leap from higher ed into into the big bad corporate world. So um, hopefully it'll it'll be a positive experience. And if not, I'll see you all very soon when I decide I've made a terrible mistake and I come back. But um, I, I I joke it's it's been it has it's been bittersweet. It's been wonderful. It's just on to the next chapter and um, you know we'll we'll post my position to the the career center and the job board and so if anyone is interested please feel free to reach out but um, elon is wonderful north carolina is great julie can tell you that our temperature is very acceptable in the spring in the fall and terrible in the summer and the winter (laughs) (laughs) and megan for anybody that might be interested what is the population of elon north carolina the population of the town of Elon is 9,500, and our student population is 7,000. So, uh, so it's kind of Mayberry yeah. with a college. So, thank you. Yes, <laughs> well uh, we're very close to Burlington, North Carolina, which has a bustling 60,000 people. Um, we are a stone's throw away. Elon is about 30 minutes from Greensboro, 45 from Chapel Hill, an hour from Raleigh. I did drive in and out for the regional, so it's um, it's a great place. I will talk it up to anyone who wants to hear. So please feel free to reach out and ask any questions, but that will be forthcoming. It's a beautiful part of the state. It's an hour from Winston-Salem. It is. An, yeah, us, and so. Julie's right down the road. <laughs> That's right. Right down the road. So Our campus is a botanical garden. Uh, plug yes, for that. Yes, it's a beautiful, so. beautiful campus. Yeah. So, well, we, we appreciate everything you've done for Ermia, Megan, and your involvement over the years. And like Jenny said, we are, we are sad, you know, from an Ermia standpoint and from a, you know, that you're leaving, but we, this is great. And we know that we'll continue to, you know, stay in touch and you're going to be in Winston-Salem. So if you ever need anything, just reach out because I'm here every day. And I tell folks all the I'm time. not dead. I'm still alive. So if you need to reach me for anything, I'm, I'm happy. I'm here. I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you so, so much for all you've done for Ermia. I know you've been, you've been a very engaged member. You've spoken several times for us. Um, we appreciate that. We wish you the best, and we know you're you're going to knock them dead on the private sector side. So, congratulations you. on your move. Definitely stay in touch. And thanks to you both for being my guest today. I think that'll be a wrap on Ermia Matters. You've been listening to Ermia Matters. You can find more information about Ermia at www.urmia.org. For more information about this episode, check out the show notes available to Ermia members in the Ermia Network Library.